I got a girl with a mind on love The kind of love that is dangerous It knocks me down but I get back up Hey everyone, welcome back to Kevin and the Wu-Tang Clan. Today, I have my brother back on the podcast. Sorry for last week as we weren't able to release the podcast because unfortunately I had law school exams. So thanks again for being back with us this week as we talk about week 15 of the NFL season. A lot of surprising results actually uh, that ended up happening. So me and my brother get into that. We talk about our fantasy football teams, both my teams made it to the playoffs, so um, wishing for good luck in week 16 of the finals. So really excited about that and really excited to get into our picks for week 16 and talk about the playoffs. It's only a couple weeks away, so really excited for that to happen and really get in deep talking about our playoff predictions, and how we feel heading into the final weeks of the regular season. So sit back, relax, and uh, let's give my brother a call. Hello. Hey, Mike. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm sorry to our listeners for last week. I got caught up in final season for law school, so we weren't able to post a week 14 recap podcast. But, Mike, I'm glad to have you back on as we're about to recap week 15, and it was a pretty interesting week. Yeah, no, definitely an interesting week and um, a lot of storylines to talk about. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to get to fantasy football because that's probably on everyone's minds later in the podcast. Um, Mm. So we'll definitely get into that. But, Mike, why don't we talk about some of the games that ended up happening this week? Um, Were there any games that initially caught your eye that were surprising results? Um, And what your thoughts were in general about this week? Yeah, no, I think that there were a lot of interesting games that didn't really quite go the way I expected to. And, um, you know, we didn't really give our predictions, but there were a few games that I probably, frankly, would have gotten wrong. Um, In particular, when I look at a game like the Falcons 49ers or even the Rams Cowboys, uh, definitely some surprising results there. Yeah, so let's talk about that first game that you brought up between the Falcons and the 49ers because I think that result definitely surprised a lot of people with uh, San Francisco kind of being on this collision course in week 17 with Seattle to decide the division and who might get the number one seed and they ended up losing that game to Atlanta at home especially Um, and I don't think people saw it coming because Atlanta scored 19 points in the fourth quarter to come back and uh, basically steal that game from the 49ers. Um, And I think this was kind of the – I think a lot of – there's a lot of questions out there whether or not Jimmy G is the right guy to lead this um, San Francisco team at the quarterback position. What was your assessment on that? I mean, he didn't play a particularly bad game. It's it's just that the Falcons are just that team that you can't – we still can't get a good read on, Kev. Like, 
Are we going to get you... a good read in the, into them like ten, like five months from now? Like they just seem so inconsistent that they're so hard to read. Yeah, like I'd say the Falcons and I would say probably the Bucks are the two teams that I I just have no no great feel for. Right, exactly. they, the Bucks especially. Yeah, yeah, and like. You know, the Falcons, they ended up beating the Saints that one week as well, you know, when they were away. It's just a team that could could take anyone but also lose to anyone as evidenced by when they lost to, like, you know, they, they lost to the Bucks, Cardinals. Um, uh, they, they have had a really, really tough schedule now that I look at their schedule, or like their past games. But, um, yes, another really impressive win against the Saints and now the 49ers, two of the arguably top two teams, like, the top two teams in the NFC. Exactly. And I think that's kind of impressive. And there's been a lot of talks about Dan Quinn possibly getting let go and fired uh, at the end of this season. But for them to be playing this hard uh, for Mm -hmm. him with no shot at the playoffs and they're basically just playing for pride. If you're Arthur Mm -hmm. Blank as an owner, do you think about bringing him back or is it time to let, let him go? I so to be honest, I would probably bring him back for like another year. And my thinking would probably be more around like, hey, like they had a a few really tough games in the beginning, um, and they just had one of like looking at their schedule, one of the hardest schedules I've seen, um, the NFL. Yeah, and I I think they just had like a super. A lot of the teams that they played this year are in the playoff mix. Like there aren't many throwaway games. Um, um, in in their schedules so if i'm blank i probably give them another year and after next year it's kind of like a do or die type of season for him um but yeah let's talk about the end of the like the end sequence of like how they ended up scoring basically the the falcons ended up kind of scoring in a crazy way yeah Um, Yeah. with julio jones getting that touchdown getting that touchdown pass. And then the play before Austin Hooper kind of like juggled the ball, had it between his legs. They thought it was a touchdown. They ruled it incomplete. And then Julio Jones ends up making that um, game winning touchdown catch at the goal line. There was some controversy as, as to whether or not he broke the plane ended up breaking the plane. And then on the kickoff return, when the 49ers were trying to do their razzle dazzle, like, uh, last ditch efforts, they ended up returning a um, fumble for a touchdown. So they ended up scoring 14 points in the span of five seconds, uh, like five seconds in game time for the NFL. So that's kind of an interesting stat as well. So, Mike, let's get into the Rams-Cowboys. You brought them up, and I think that was kind of a surprising result for a lot of people. Um, mm-hmm. just because of how much the Cowboys have been struggling lately. Um, and the Rams are kind of competing for that last six seed playoff spot. And now with this result, it looks unlikely that they're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, I I don't – I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about the playoffs um, and kind of see where every team kind of stands in the playoff picture for the NFC and AFC. But – yeah, I, I think it's too late for the Rams at this point. Um, I, I don't even know if ten and six would would get them there. To be honest. Yeah, I mean, because the Vikings, 
Um, if the Vikings end up winning one, they're already at 11 wins. But even with the tiebreakers yeah. and how, how that works out, I don't know if that necessarily gets uh, the Rams there either. Um, obviously, like there's a lot of numbers to crunch uh, with all the tiebreakers in play, but I don't even think it would get the Rams into the playoffs if they finish 10-6. and six. Yeah, so if I'm looking at the Vikings right here, and and honestly, I I doubt the Rams can pull it off at you know against the 49ers. Um, the Vikings have two kind of you know middling games against the Packers and the Bears, but I would expect them to be able to beat the Bears um, that final week at home. Yeah, and I mean, there's a lot of injury concerns like Dalvin Cooks out with the shoulder injury. And it's kind of being reported right now that he might not be he like the he might not play for the rest of the uh rest of the season, um, regular season. Also Alex Madison, who is his backup, was out injured uh this past weekend as well. So it does, they're they're kind of short at that running back spot and a lot of pressure is gonna be put on Kirk Cousins. Um I'm very curious to see like how the Rams um how the Rams look um against the San Francisco team. Because I mean Yeah, they did not their, they look so bad against the Cowboys. They look terrible. Um and this it was pretty much a must win game and the Cowboys had not been playing great, um, especially offensively. I didn't think the Cowboys were playing that well at all um and they kind of showed signs of struggle they had lost three straight to the patriots bills and bears um and we we're just like okay i thought the rams would have probably won this game and the cowboys ended up kind of crushing them and it wasn't even really close yeah and i was surprised that you know dallas's run game was able to work so effectively that tony pollard Looked amazing, to be honest. Yep, he did look good. Is that one-two punch with Pollard and Elliott? And then how about the like wackiness of like um, the the coin toss? Did you end up seeing that where Dak ends up not deferring to the second half, so they ended up having to kick off twice? Yeah, that didn't make that much sense. Um, and he clearly did say like to def- like to not defer. So I'm not I'm not really sure what happened there, but it it was kind of strange, and uh, you know it's becoming a big storyline. I'm kind of surprised it hasn't happened in other games before, but yeah, it's just like they didn't even need it. Wouldn't have changed the game at all, anyways. That that is true. So it it's just like it was really surprising that the Cowboys ended up winning by that much. I think another interesting game that I wanted to bring up. Um for the playoff picture was the Texans-Titans game um, because that kind of gave whoever won that game ended up having a one-game lead because they're both sitting at um, eight and six. So it it just really kind of gives them – they're both sitting at eight, like eight and five, I believe. So it kind of – Nine and five for the Texans. Right. Eight and six for Titans. Right. So it kind of this is going to help go a long way in deciding the AFC South. 
between those two teams. And I believe they do end up playing in a couple weeks as well. So it's, they have another time to play, but the Titans uh, playoff chances between them and the Steelers is going to kind of come down to them. And I thought that was one of those key matchups. Yeah. And honestly, like both teams look good. Like I've just been, quite impressed with the Texans, especially that offense. Um, it, it's really weird because sometimes, like, you know, the Texans' offense just stalls, and, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Deshaun Watson, like, even the running game, you know, I, I remember there was a game against the Ravens where they were only able to get you know, seven points. But you see other games, like against the Broncos, against the Titans, against the Patriots recently, where that offense, when it's humming, is – really impressive um, and can kind of hang with the best of them, especially in the AFC. Yeah, totally. And even on the flip side, like there's been rumors about Ryan Tannehill getting uh, the franchise tag um, from the Titans and in terms of whether or not he's come, comes back next year. And he's pretty much proven that um, he's an NFL quarterback and an, and an NFL starter. And yep. I think the Titans really like him. He's thrown 17 touchdown passes this year and six interceptions. Um, wow. Pretty decent stats for a quarterback uh, first year in the system like like he was in and kind of thrust in as a backup. And, to, I mean, I don't – people have not talked about Marcus Mariota at all, so I don't think Tennessee Titans fans really miss him necessarily. Um, but I think it brings – this was a really interesting game in terms of like playoff positioning and who we think is going to make it out of the AFC South and then the AFC in general. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure that Dan Hill, like if he played over Mariota from the start of the season, I would argue that they might've, I, I think it's worth at least a win to be honest. Mm. Like What we're seeing with the tie-ins has been extremely impressive, especially with, you know, how how we reacted, you know, before with Mariota, where honestly you weren't sure if you were going to be able to get, like, you know, more than, like, 10 points with him. Right, exactly. And I, it for whatever reason, Tannehill has been able to kind of keep the offense moving and uh, has made it work um, for that offense and for that team. I, I guess a couple other games that I wanted to hit and, like, a couple quick, like, quick hitters – um, the Giants ended up getting a win against the Dolphins. Eli Manning's maybe last home game um, ever um, ends up getting a win. Nice send-off there. Um, the Jaguars beat the Raiders in the Raiders' last season in Oakland, which is kind of crazy before they head out to Vegas. Um, so that was, I guess, a bittersweet moment for a lot of Raiders fans. And they're, they were – if they won that game, they were still in the playoff picture. Um, yeah. One because they would have only been one game behind, and now it just looks a little bit more precarious. Sitting at six and eight um, would be pretty tough for them to make it into the playoffs. Um, the Bills end up beating the Steelers seventeen to ten. Um, a lot of fumbles in that game, a lot of turnovers, um, but the Bills end up getting it done. Uh, they clinch a playoff spot. And they're sitting one game behind the Patriots, um, which is kind of insane to me. Um, 
but they're sitting one game behind the Patriots with the game upcoming in New England next week at week six uh, for week 16. Um, and then the Steelers are sitting at eight and six right now in the sixth seed in the AFC. And the Saints versus the Colts Monday night just ended up happening. Drew Brees ends up breaking Peyton Manning's touchdown record, uh, passing touchdown record in an unreal performance where he ended up completing um, an NFL record 29 out of 30 passes for 300 wow. yards and four touchdowns. So pretty impressive by him. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Yeah, so I don't know if you wanted to discuss any more games. I mean, we could talk about our Jets getting destroyed by the Ravens, of course, as well. Uh, that That's like my reaction, just a deep sigh. <laughs> and, I mean, between the other games, like, I don't think that there was anything too unexpected. I think that, you know, what you mentioned with Scott Bills, Steelers, definitely some interesting implications there in that game. The Bills look legit. Um, but for the other teams here, there really were no matchups or results that seemed too out of the ordinary here. No, definitely not. I, there wasn't much else that I wanted to talk about in terms of the games, but there were a couple of things that are going on in the NFL that a couple of stories that I wanted to touch upon a little bit. So, Mike, mm-hmm. um, there's two guys that ended up getting released and then got picked up. Uh, Terrell Suggs ends up getting picked up by the Chiefs, and then Janoris Jenkins gets picked up by the Saints. Out of those two moves, who do you think helps their team more? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, I would probably say the Saints, just because, like, the Cardinals are not playing for anything at this point. Like, bringing in Terrell Suggs, I think that's, like, a more more of a culture move um, that you do to sort of set the example, stay professional, like, really instill some some discipline, really, in your defense and some, like, kind of ferocity there. But for the Saints there, like, Janoris Jenkins, I he's not, you know, He's not a fantastic starting cornerback, but I do think that, um, you know, the Saints have been one of the best defenses against a run and continuing to shore up and see what you have in the form of first rounder uh, with Janoris Jenkins could be an interesting move that helps out the Saints. Hmm. I think that's probably where I'd lean to, just because I think um, – the Saints are struggling in the back end of their defense. Um, didn't show it tonight against uh, the Colts, but mm. they've, like, just the way the stats have borne out, they've kind of struggled uh, defensively in the back end, um, even in that San Francisco San Francisco game last week. Uh, they ended up giving up a ton of points. So I wouldn't be surprised, like, if – Jenkins helps out, maybe not start, but maybe come in at nickel, something like that. So mm-hmm. that's a possibility. Also, another storyline that I did want to bring up, Josh Gordon ends up getting suspended. This is, I think, related to PEDs, and this is his, like, fifth suspension related to PEDs or, like, a substance abuse problem. Is this the last go-around for him? Uh, I, I actually... I would think it would be the last go around for Josh Gordon. Like, I can't believe we're still talking about the storyline, but I feel like he might even get another chance after this. It's just going to continue to happen. Um, but 
I think clearly he's just like not someone who can be trusted at this point. Um, and I don't know why any team would sign him at this point. With two stable franchises like the Seahawks and the Patriots, kind of showing that they try to take a risk, but, you know, he still wasn't able to, to adapt and change. Yeah, like especially with the Patriots, like you would think. Um, mm-hmm. and, and even the Seahawks, like the Seahawks are pretty tolerable with, uh, guys that have had troubles at different spots, and Pete Carroll's pretty a pretty like relaxed, lenient coach, and is is typically a players' coach. And it's pretty surprising that Josh Gordon hasn't had been able to get his act together. And maybe there's mm-hmm. like a deeper issue there that obviously that is probably there that he hasn't been able he hasn't been able to address properly, especially with this being the fifth time getting suspended. Um, which is kind of troublesome just from like a human perspective. Um mm-hmm. but yeah, wish him the best, obviously. But before we get into talking about our playoff predictions and the playoff picture, is there anything else that you wanted to touch upon that ended up coming up in the NFL? I mean, we could talk about the the Patriots uh, Spygate 2.0 really quickly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I saw the video. It's 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 interesting because I I just it's not a very big storyline, and it's not like I think the Patriots would. I, I mean, we all know they would do this something like this, but it, it just doesn't seem to be that big of a deal because they're playing the Bengals. But if if this was like a game against, let's say, the Chiefs or, um, I don't know, even like the Bills or something, I think it would have been a bigger storyline. Just like the fact that it was the Bengals, uh, <laughs> no one was kind of taking him seriously. Yeah, and people were also joking around at the expense of our Jets how the Patriots, like the two times they did get caught for like spying on other team signals was when the Jets were like, I think four and 12 that season. And then how the Bengals are one in 13. So it's kind of laughable that, you know, all the Patriots are trying to gain an edge against these teams that I think the general public would deem as not worthy of even doing, going to those lengths. But I think it kind of just shows how New England is looking for every single little advantage that they can gain to help them win. Yeah, and and I'm not gonna lie, like the uh, the videographer was clearly I don't I don't know if you saw the video on Fox. I did I did see the video. Yeah, it was kind of crazy how he just was videotaping the Bengal sideline. Like it it just didn't make sense to me even if it was for like some documentary right why you would need that exact exactly like kind of you know honed in on like the coaching staff yeah did not understand that at all Um, yeah yeah it it, it doesn't make sense it's just not a very good like look or optics for the for the Patriots either totally agree so Mike now that we've talked about Patriots by gate 2.0 is there Let's move on to the playoff picture. Um, I think that's where a lot of people want to hear our discussion and want to hear what we think about um, as we get into um, week 16 and week 17. Like, it seems like pretty much everyone, like, 
it's pretty settled as to like there there aren't many spots up for grabs i would say mm-hmm. it's like pretty set in stone maybe there's just a little bit of like jockeying for position but what yep. what's probably the m- most interesting storyline out of like who's going to make the playoffs and who's not going to make the playoffs um that you deem as the most um compelling yeah, I think that for the AFC and the NFC, you have one sort of spot still open for each uh, of the conferences. So for the AFC, I think one interesting one is like, is it going to be, you know, the Steelers or is it going to be, honestly, the Titans at this point? Um, I, I kind of think that the Texans are going to win that division, especially after that win, and they have another game against the Titans at home, but I, I believe they're playing like the Bucks or something, whereas the Titans are playing um, the Saints, right? Yep. So that's one of the decisions. But also for the NFC, it's it's just as Dallas Cowboys versus Eagles. I'm kind of crossing off, crossing off the Rams at this point, but, you know, is it just going to be the Cowboys or the Eagles? Frankly, neither of them deserve it, but one of those two teams has to make it out. And increasingly I'm thinking it's going to be the Cowboys, which is what I had uh, predicted earlier on. Yeah. And they're in week, they're playing in week 16 to pretty much, I would say decide the division because the Eagles have the Cowboys, then the Giants, and then the Cowboys obviously have the Eagles and then the Redskins. So you would think both of those teams beat their week 17, um, 17 matchups and then the deciders between the Eagles and the Cats, like between their matchup in week 16. So I will definitely be tuning into that um, to see who ends up winning there. Um, mm-hmm. I, I predicted all throughout the season that the Eagles would make the playoffs um, and to be this close and for them to still be in it. Like, I don't really see any, like, Objectively looking at both teams' play, obviously the Cowboys coming off that really big win against the Rams, you would think that the the Cowboys are building towards something where the Eagles have kind of scratched out two wins against pretty low-level competition in the Giants. Um, and then they uh, scratched out a win this week against the Redskins. So you, you're kind of like, uh, are they for real? But I think – you know, since they're still in it, I'd probably lean towards the Eagles. It doesn't doesn't make it any objective sense, but just because, like, I need to stick stay with consistent. my prediction. Yeah, stay consistent, stick with my prediction. I'm probably going to take the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I totally agree with you. It seems like the Rams are pretty much out of it. Um, they play the 49ers this week, and then they mm-hmm. have the Cardinals. Um, the Vikings don't have a very – easy schedule to end out, but they have the Packers and then the Bears. Um, And it's pretty conceivable that the Vikings, if they, I think if they win out, it's possible that they end up winning the NFC North crown um, Mm -hmm. against the Packers. So if that ends up happening, they have a huge incentive this week against uh, the Packers in week 16. Um, to kind of show up and play uh, really hard and really well. So that, I think, the big incentive for them. And um, and I, 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 I don't know, like, 
how hard they're going to go after, especially with Dalvin Cook injured. Um, Thielen's kind of been hobbled as well. So some of their offensive uh, weapons will be limited. So I don't know uh, how confident I would be in terms of them winning next week, but they're playing the Bears in week 17. So the Bears are obviously going to be out of it. Who, you know, I don't know what the motivation level for them is going to be. So it's possible that um, I don't think the Rams really have a shot. It's a really yeah, fun shot. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would agree with that. I, I, I think it's effectively over for the Rams. Um, and it's a shame because we all thought that I probably would have predicted that the Rams would be in the Cowboys here, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, no, the Cowboys look really, really impressive actually against the Rams, but uh, they're another team that doesn't quite make that much sense. Yeah. Mike, sticking in the NFC, I think this is one of the interesting uh, thoughts. Like, how would you rank these teams right now? Um, mm. Just, like, regardless of – not even – we're not, like, predicting seed, but just do, like, your power rankings of the of that projected NFC playoff teams. Yeah, so I think that I Basically, have – like, who would you yeah. have going to the Super Bowl? Yeah, so it, it's a little bit of recency, but I think the Saints would be my number one team right now. Okay. Um, in terms of number two, I like I like what I've seen from the Seahawks, to be honest, as well, even though they didn't look too impressive. Um, I'd say number three would be the 49ers, four Packers, five Vikings, and then six would be the Cowboys. Got it. Yeah, I think I'm going in – I think I'm going in a different combination, but I have the Saints um, – I have the Saints – Seahawks, um, Packers, or Saints, Seahawks, Packers, 49ers, uh, Vikings, Cowboys, or Vikings, Eagles, I would say. Um, mm-hmm. I, I I think the the Packers have kind of skated by um, in terms of, like, some of the games that they've ended up having. They haven't had, like, a, like, they haven't looked particularly good. Um, mm-hmm. Like the Redskins, they kind of eked out a win there. Um, the Bears this week, they eked out a win there. Uh, they beat the Giants, but then they got killed by the 49ers a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So it's not like they've played – I don't think they've played particularly well. And they've kind of grinded out these really tough wins against competition that's fairly mediocre. So I wonder, like, how they end up showing up for this Vikings game being a Monday night game uh, right before Christmas, it's going to be a huge primetime game, how they show up. Because honestly, Aaron Rodgers hasn't looked that great this year. Yeah. And the thing, I mean, the thing is with the Packers, like I still can't ever doubt Aaron Rodgers, right? Like if he turned it on and played at like his max potential, he is still, I would think he was he would be the quarterback I would want in like a playoff game to be honest. Right, if yeah, he's playing at his max potential. Like he's the number one quarterback I would want in the playoffs, even above like you know like a Drew Brees, Tom Brady. Um, he would actually be my number one. Um, yeah, and I'm looking like, at his stats now, and like the thing that I just said kind of looks sounds ridiculous because he has 24 touchdowns to two interceptions. But that's crazy. 
Yeah, it is pretty crazy. It's just like QBR is 53.8 and take that, you know, stat as you will, which is ranked 17th in the league. But it's just the way, maybe it's the weapons around him that's not providing some of the um, same output, but it just seems like he would have more touchdowns. But um, maybe that's just kind of some of the bias that I've seen. But it just seems like he hasn't thrown for as many yards this year. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I don't know exactly what the reason is. Maybe they're relying more heavily on the run game, and Aaron Jones has shown a lot um, this year. I think he's had 14 touchdowns um, with 800 yards uh, running the ball. So they look pretty a lot more balanced at, uh, in comparison to the past, where, you know, with Mike McCarthy, they just kind of throw the ball and sling it around everywhere. Um, mm-hmm. They look a lot more balanced. Um, uh, running the ball, yeah. So I think that makes sense. It's like, yeah, I. It feels like the Packers. You know they, they don't. They might beat some good teams. Like they beat the Cowboys. They beat the Vikings. They beat the you know Bears, and um, you know the Chiefs was like the marquee win. But in terms of like the teams that they should beat, like the Lions, um, you know the Chargers, even the Eagles, like. They just either win really close games against really mediocre teams, or they just lose to some really bad teams. Um, and that Chargers loss, right? Yeah, and you would think that like Aaron Rodgers would kind of run up the score, but you know, even they only beat the Redskins like twenty to fifteen, right? Yeah, they, exactly. They they only beat the Lions twenty three twenty two. So y- you just don't have like a lot of confidence in their ability to beat. Um, to beat these bad teams, but in the playoffs, like you're going to just be playing um, good teams. And, you know, if the Packers are going to play the Seahawks, you know, I I would trust them to be able to potentially win that kind of game. Yeah. And I mean, the Seahawks offense has some problems as well. Like I think like Wilson's been pretty incredible and maybe in any other year he'd win the MVP, but Lamar Jackson's having a, a ridiculously crazy year. But mm-hmm. even if you look at, like, Russ's weapons on the outside, um, his receiving options, like, he's throwing to Jacob Hollister and DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. Like, those those players don't really inspire any, like, wow, like, he has an elite, like, couple receiving weapons. He doesn't. Like, Tyler Lockett's a nice player, and mm-hmm. he's really developed into, like, one of those uh, nicer wide receiver ones, but I don't think a lot of people think of him like that. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a nice downfield threat, and I think he would be like a high-end like WR2, but yeah, the Seahawks don't have like too many weapons here for at the skill position, to be honest, especially with Disley, who ended up hurt. Yeah, and they're running backs, and, and you know, they've really kind of focused on the running game, like uh, mm-hmm. Seattle with Carson, who's had a couple fumble uh, struggles. And then Rashad Penny, I think he's been kind of in and out. Yep, yep. out. So that's that's somewhat of a concern. But I, I kind of agree with you. Like the Saints, just in terms of like their offensive firepower, they look so deadly and dangerous. 
Um, but currently they're sitting in the third seed right now, so they wouldn't mm-hmm. get a bye, and they'd only get one playoff or one game at home in the dome uh, before they'd probably before they'd probably have to go on the road um, as currently uh, stands uh, with the Seahawks or the Packers outside cold in the cold like that's a totally different game for New Orleans to play outside of the dome. Um, yeah, so. I think that changed. I, I think they win their last two games. Whereas, um, honestly, I'm 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 curious to see if the Packers are. I, it seems likely that the Packers or the Seahawks, like, they slip and potentially lose one of their games, and I think the Saints end up with the top two seed. Got it. All right, so Mike, let's do the same exercise for the AFC. Uh, do give me your power rankings for the AFC. And then we'll kind of break down from there. Yeah, so in terms of the power rankings, I have the Ravens, number one. Uh, I have the Chiefs, number two. And then I have the Patriots, three. The Bills, actually that fourth spot is a little bit up in the air for me. I I probably have the Texans up four, the Bills Mm -hmm. five. And then uh, as my sixth, I think that the Titans are the better team of the Steelers. But in terms of who makes the playoffs, I actually – I'm starting to think that the Steelers end up making it over the Titans. Hmm. Just because the Titans are going to play the Saints, and I really do think that the Titans would probably beat the Texans this week. Uh, it would come down to that final week matchup. But, you know, I, I just don't know if the Titans will be able to win. Whereas the Steelers, I, I, I think they're going to beat our Jets this week. So – yeah, and I I think that's where it's going to be really difficult for the Titans because they might have to win out to make the playoffs. And then mm-hmm. for the Steelers, like, they're playing our Jets, which I think they'll win. And they play the Ravens in Week 17 where I, it is conceivable that they just end up resting Lamar because they'll – they'll have the one seed sealed if they end up beating the Browns this week um, mm-hmm. because they ha- hold the tiebreaker in a, yep. in the head-to-head matchup between the Patriots. So it's conceivable that they end up winning um, or just like kind of um, resting Lamar and possibly giving the Steelers um, an easier time during that week 17 game. Right. So yeah, that's uh, that's probably my 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 six would probably be the Titans, but I do think the Steelers will end up making the playoffs. Mm. So for me, I do have the Ravens number one. I have the Chiefs sitting at two, then the Patriots, then the Bills at four. Uh, five is the Texans. Then I have the Titans as well. But I do think the Steelers make it, like you said. Um, mm-hmm. The Bills really have surprised me. Um, they've impressed me. Josh Allen has impressed me. Um, yeah. The fact that Josh Allen might be a better quarterback in the same division and the same draft class as Sam Darnold really frustrates me. Um, and, yeah, the the amount of success that the Bills have had um, with, I think, a team that a lot of people did not expect to be that good. Um, obviously, the easy schedule um, that a lot of AFC East teams had 
um, kind of boosts that um, image of the Bills having a better record than maybe a lot of people think. But, yeah, they've really impressed me with the, the way they play defense and the way Josh Allen's been able to lead this team. Yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm I'm still not buying into the Bills. Um, I get it. They beat the Cowboys. I get it. They beat the Steelers. But they've had a softball schedule. And, um, they really maybe have. I'm, I, maybe I'm jealous because I feel like it should be the Jets. Uh, the Jets mm-hmm. kind of had some of these like dark horse expectations, which they obviously have not fulfilled. But the Bills, for me, I still haven't bought in yet. And, um, you know, that's kind of reflected in the fact that I think that the Texans are a better team than the Bills. And um, I think that the Bills have been able to have a really nice schedule, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, their defense is good. Josh Allen has played well. But are they going to make the Super Bowl or the AFC Championship game? I, I don't think so. I don't see it. Yeah, it's unlikely that they do. Um yeah, it's really unlikely. I actually kind of like um I'm I'm curious to see how the Chiefs end up doing and like the way it's set up right now. They're a three seed and the Pats are a two seed, so that's a juicy matchup, uh, to mm-hmm. make it into um whoever gets between them between them um to make it to the AFC championship game. So that would be a really interesting matchup um as a rematch from last year in the AFC championship game. I just don't know if the Chiefs have enough defensively. That's my only worry. Um offensively they're amazing, but defensively um I'm a little bit concerned. Yeah, I would have to say the same. Um, but to be honest, I feel like here at Chiefs fan, like it's kind of setting up quite nicely. Like no one, you're you're not getting the same like Mahomes hype as the previous years, but he's still like, you know, top three quarterback, top two. Uh, I mean, top three quarterback for sure for me. Mm-hmm. Um, they managed to beat the Patriots, who were at home anyways before, and. You know, they've put together four nice wins in a row. So, for me, you know, for me, I I, I like the Chiefs quite a bit. And um, if I had to choose any of the teams, I I would be really, really excited for this Ravens and Chiefs game, to be very honest. I would love that game for the AFC Championship. Yeah, I think it would be really exciting to kind of see that matchup. Yeah, it'd be extremely exciting. And... um, (laughs) Who knows, maybe, you know, we talked about this earlier with uh, Terrell Suggs joining. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, honestly, like, I'm not sure how this Chiefs team would be able to prepare for Lamar Jackson, but they would have a ton of footage, a ton of tape, a ton of time to prepare for him. Um, and I'm just kind of curious to see what kind of, like, defensive scheme they end up putting out. Because no one has been able to stop Lamar. Like, he's just been able to run around every single team and the Chiefs run defense has been quite bad, um, mm-hmm. to be honest. So I I could see the Ravens just controlling the clock a little bit. But if Mahomes is able to um you know, just put up scores 
against the Ravens. I, I, I think that the Chiefs I, – I, I actually kind of like Chiefs for that game, to be honest. Yeah, and, I mean, the Chiefs ended up beating the Ravens all the way back in week three, and obviously things mm-hmm. have changed. Lamar has kind of developed into this MVP type of candidate. So mm-hmm. I, I think you take that result with a grain of salt, but also you probably learn a couple things from that game. Um, just during that matchup, Lamar showed that he was shifty uh, during their, their matchup all the way back up back in week three. So it's not like you throw everything out that you saw on film. And it's just one of those things like maybe Kansas city has a better grasp of how to play by him. Um, and then they had that, that game last year where they ended up matching up as well. So it's also another possibility that, um, mm-hmm. the chiefs maybe have the Ravens number. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think this Ravens team is just so talented. Like, offensively, they impress me so much with the way they've pretty, they're pretty much zagging where everyone's zigging. Like, you know how people are kind of moving to this pass offense, like shotgun system, and not like mm-hmm. the Ravens haven't been doing that, but they're really emphasizing the run a lot, a lot of um, RPO type of stuff with Lamar that's really impressive and like innovative especially the way their offense runs like you don't expect uh some of the things that that they do uh during that during their offense uh like looking at their offensive schemes yeah and to be honest like i i didn't quite see it in the beginning of the season definitely Um, didn't yeah so yeah kind of a a late bandwagoner right here so (laughs) Yep. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it translates into the playoffs. Right? And defensively Where, too, they they're so solid defensively. Yeah. Their defensive yeah. backs are unbelievable. Um, so yeah, they have a lot to look forward to. Um, so shout out to my friend Andrew Ramondi, who's a huge Ravens fan. So hopefully they're able to pull it out for him um, as the season progresses. Got it. So, so Mike, yeah, who do you, who do you think makes it out of the AFC? So we had to choose. Are we, are we giving our Super Bowl picks? Um, maybe we could hold off for one more week then. Yeah, why don't we hold off till we should probably hold off to like week seventeen until mm-hmm. until like the playoffs are set, and then yep. we'll right before we'll do like a playoff preview and all that type of stuff um, mm-hmm. as it rolls around. But uh, yeah, um, as of now, give our power rank. We gave our power rankings, so take that as you will, guys. Um, so let's get into our week 16 picks, Mike. Um, you are definitely beating me. Um, so I'm going to have to make a comeback in the last uh, couple weeks here uh, before um, if the season closes out. So, Mike, let's get into it. There's a lot of really great games this week. Um, a lot of really interesting games, a lot of implications for the playoffs. Um, I feel like a lot of these games are getting flexed into better spots um, that a lot of people wouldn't have guessed. But I'm counting a couple different games. Like, there's a bunch of games that have a lot of playoff implications and, like, playoff jockeying. So um, we'll start off with the 1 o'clock games. Uh, Texans versus Buccaneers, Mike. Who do you have here? Bucks are yeah, at like- home. 
Yeah, I like the Texans here with uh, Chris Godwin probably out and Mike Evans out for the season. Um, I think the Texans are going to be able to put up some points. I just don't I, – I know Jameis can do it, right? But with <laughs> two of his top wide receiving options out, I just don't – it just adds so much more variance to it. And there was already such high variance. So um, I'm, I'm going to go with the Texans here. Um, just because I think that I like the stable, consistent 35 they're about to put up. Yeah, it's it's kind of interesting because the Texans put up a dud two weeks ago against uh, the Broncos. Um, and I think that kind of surprised a lot of people, especially after that pass win. It was just like maybe a classic trap game. They kind of felt good about themselves coming off of that win. And maybe there's a little bit of a worry for this Bucks game that it might happen, especially with that huge matchup coming up against the Titans and pretty much whoever wins that game decides who ends up winning the, the AFC South. Um, so I'd be cautious here just because it's an away game. I wonder if they kind of fall flat on their face again. Do I have the balls to do it? And yes, I do, because I need to catch up to you, Mike. I'm going with the Bucks. Interesting. I mean, with with a, with the implication, like, I, I just don't understand the motivation for the Bucks to go out here and try and get this win. But, um, but yeah, I think the Texans have a lot to play for this week. It'll it'll be an interesting game. Totally agree. With the Bucks. Exactly. We have no idea with what James – he could throw five picks, and I'd be like, okay, I kind of just threw that pick down the toilet. So mm-hmm. um, we'll see about that. So, Mike, we got our Steelers versus the Jets this week. We both had the Steelers kind of talking about the playoff picture, right? Yeah, I, I think we both have the Steelers. I actually think that this could be a closer game, a little Le'Veon Bell revenge one. Um uh, Honestly, quarterback controversy in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Do they go back to Mason Rudolph after that uh, Devlin Hodges game? That no, no. I think struggled? I think you stick with Devlin Hodges. Okay. Mason Rudolph looked worse than Devlin Hodges somehow. Um, no, Devlin Hodges didn't look horrible to be honest. He looked like an average backup QB. Um, and I think that's all you need for the Jets. Mm. Yeah, I. Like, I could totally see the Jets winning this game. Like, it wouldn't surprise me. Um, they, they're they playing hard. It's just kind of like, I think the Steel. it's just so important to the Steelers right now. I don't know how they lose this one. So, I'm going Steelers here as well. Yep. All right, Mike. We got Saints versus the Titans. Who do you have in this one? Really interesting game. I think it's pretty clear, but... Yeah, I like the Saints, but I think it's, it, it's going to be a really close game. Okay, that's interesting. I actually have the Saints, but I think it's not really going to be that close. Interesting. No, I think – so my, my thing here is that I think that this – you know, the home field advantage is one thing, um, to be honest. But I think the Titans have just been so – such a hot team. Recently, I know they, they lost, but I – you know, they had four wins before this and against some pretty good teams. So I, I just like the Texans to put up a, a fight at home. They know it's on the line. The Saints, they're very locked up the, you know, division, but I could see them wanting that higher, like, one or two seed. 
Yeah, both both teams have reason to play. I, I just think it'll be closer than we think, but I do have the Saints as well. Yep. All right, Mike. So we got the Panthers versus the Colts. Mm, so I uh I kind of like the Panthers here. I did not like what I saw from the Colts. Yeah, they didn't look good. Um, they have a lot of op- like their wide receiver options are out, injured. Paris Campbell's out. Um, they they have Eric Ebron out for the year, so they just have a lot of guys that are out injured uh, for them, and it's been really tough on Jacoby Brissett. Um, but you know the Panthers have Will Greer starting, who will get its first start. Um, replacing Kyle Allen. So I wonder if that Kyle Allen looked horrible. He looked he looked really bad. But he looked so bad. I'm just thinking obviously rookie quarterback away on the road. I think I'm going cold too. Sounds like a smart idea. Um I'll stick with the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey could just trying to carry this team. And I need Christian McCaffrey to do well against mm-hmm. the Week 16 Fantasy Finals, and we will definitely touch upon it. So, Mike, let's go Bengals-Dolphins. Can we make this one quick? Yeah, I have the Dolphins here. Okay. So do I. Dolphins, uh, let's move on fairly quickly because I <laughs> don't want to talk about them. Uh, we got the Ravens versus the Browns. A lot of controversy about the Browns, like – all this player drama about people mm-hmm. wanting, like, come get me type of stuff. Um, Ever, everyone's going to say, come get me for, yep. for this game. Everyone wants to be on the Ravens and play with uh, Lamar Jackson here. Yep. Um, yeah, no, I, I have the Ravens, and I I think uh, it's fairly, fairly easy. Okay, Mike. Also, yeah, I have the Ravens here. Little kind of, like, side bit here. Do you find it somewhat embarrassing that people, you know, like, after the game, Lamar had like extra jerseys for the Jets players to sign and trade trade jerseys with. Did you mm-hmm. find that mildly embarrassing? Like, or is that just like a thing now? Mildly embarrassing for the Jets players asking, or uh... kind of, yeah. And then the fact that Lamar kind of knew that people would be asking to trade jerseys with him, so he had multiples of them of his jerseys out. No, nah, I'm fine with it. I, I think that it's like a pretty, it's like, you know, when you see this greatness, right, you kind of want to appreciate it after the fact. Um, you know, if you saw like Michael Jordan you know, playing in his rookie season for the Bulls, right, and if you're like playing against that kind of greatness, I'm not saying Lamar is anywhere close to MJ level. Like nowhere close, obviously, but um, you know you you wanna you want to remember that season um, and look fondly on it. So I I don't think that it's it's anything to be too embarrassed on. Got it. I think I just think the culture's changed a little bit because like I don't think people would be as buddy buddy after after games, um, kind of like mm-hmm. being like, hey, like let's trade jerseys and like appreciate the greatness. They'd kind of be like, I want to beat that dude really bad but maybe it's maybe it's just like a difference in kind of like the way people are going about things now you kind of see it in like 
the NBA now uh, during mm-hmm. like people's retirement tours. So it's it's you know I think they the people realize what the game is for um, essentially. Mm-hmm. But it's it was just kind of interesting to talk about. Uh, Browns do they end up firing Freddie Kitchens at the end of the year, Mike? Apparently not. I have heard reports that they want to keep him, but I I don't see why. I don't yep. see, like. I think you have to get rid of him. There's too much. We haven't seen anything like. There's so much <laughs> talent on that team. Yeah, yeah. You have so to. You, you you have to get rid of him. It'll be interesting though. Yeah. All right, Mike. Jaguars. Falcons. Young Haiku. I like I like the Falcons here. Um, Let's go. I got the Falcons here. They've become like my second team that I follow kind of embarrassingly closely just because of Young Haiku. Yeah, I think, uh, honestly, at this point, the Falcons, like, they really confuse me. And I could clearly see the Jaguars winning. I, I, I think the Falcons will likely win. I like the home field advantage. They're a more talented team than the Jaguars, to be very frank. Um but yeah, I, I think for those reasons, I'll, I'll take the Falcons here. Got it. All right, Mike, we got Giants, Redskins. Yikes! So yikes is right. Yikes! So I, I like um, Dwayne Haskins trying to put it, a little bit of it together, but I still like the Giants here. Yeah, I kind of like the Giants as well, but I, I'm gonna go with the Redskins. They're at home. And I feel like these teams are fairly even. So that's kind of my logic on it. But, like, Haskins showed something. There are rumors that, you know, a lot of my D.C. friends have been talking about Haskins. Urban Meyer might be on the periphery of possibly getting hired by the Redskins, teaming up with this uh, ex-college quarterback, and then maybe drafting Chase Young in the draft, which could – also kind of be like that pipeline from Ohio State to to the Washington Redskins. Uh, Really interesting kind of rumors about whether or not Meyer comes back. Be interesting to see him in like an NFL um, environment. So I wonder how that would work out for them um, and if those rumors would be confirmed. Mike, let's move on to the four o'clock games. So what I just realized is there are three games on Saturday this week. So yeah, the beyond, Saturday games. Yep, so Texans, Buccaneers, which we already gave our predictions for. But let's give let's talk about the other Saturday game. Big matchup in the AFC East. Bills, Patriots. Bills are away at New England. So, Mike, who do you have in this game? So, I, I have the Patriots here, but I kind of don't feel – quite certain on this one interesting okay interesting rationale like the patriots have looked so bad offensively that against this bills defense like you can imagine a world where tom brady just like cannot get anything going they shut down the run game it's like a really sloppy like 13 10 kind of game and josh allen has a ball in his hands for a final drive. Um, and I think the fact that, do I trust Josh Allen in the final drive? I don't. And they actually had a close game with him at home, 16-10, where that was actually the case. Um, they had a chance to win it. But 
for me, I think it's just like a really ugly, low-scoring game. Um, but yeah, I still have the Patriots. Yep, I think I have the Patriots as well. It, it would be, I would be really shocked if the Bills won away. If it was in Buffalo, I think it would be a little bit of a different story, and maybe I'd think about going with the Bills. But I just think it, at New England and how important this game is, because this could kind of like if the Bills win this game, it could possibly change whether or not the Patriots end up winning uh, the AFC East, which would be insane to me. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I just have, I just kind of believe in Belichick and the Patriots in this one at home. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, so let's talk about the other Saturday night game, Rams versus 49ers. So we got some a couple really good Saturday games. Yeah, no, I think it's a great game. I I like the 49ers here. I I just think I I still remember what happened the last time these two teams played. The 49ers looked incredible, at least defensively. Their front, you know, seven hasn't looked quite as sharp. Just hasn't been able to get quite as much pressure. Like I I was surprised that the Falcons were really able to come back at the end of that mm-hmm. game with. You know, I I thought that that front seven would get a lot more pressure um, on Matt Ryan, but for for me, the Rams here they just lost to the Cowboys, right? And 49ers. I know they just lost to the Falcons as well, but that defense is still no joke. I'm gonna take the 49ers over the Rams. Yep, I think I had the 49ers here as well at home. Um, yeah, I just don't think the Rams have it. Jared Goff. Does not look that good at all. Nope. Uh, for no. them. And that, that extension. Contract, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's not looking great for them. Um, but yeah, it's it's just looking worse and worse. And Todd Gurley's not the Todd Gurley that we came to know like two years ago, last year. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. he just doesn't look like the same guy. Um, and me. I like we've been talking about whether or not they've been saving him, and I just don't at this point. They definitely can't be saving him for what you know what I mean. Um, so I just don't know if he's the same player anymore. And there's a lot of concerns going into this offseason. Like they're pretty set with this roster right now, um, and they're brushing up against the cap and all of those th- uh, implications. So they're not going to have much to change with this team. So it's going to have to come from internal development. So I wonder um, if McVay ends up having a season um, next year where he ends up struggling, whether or not people start getting frustrated with him. Mm. No, I I think he has a little bit of a longer leash, but the reputation has definitely taken taken a little bit of a hit. It definitely has, for sure. Um, so Mike, let's go on to the other four o'clock games on Sunday. We got Lions versus Broncos. Yeah, so the hmm. I don't know why I kind of like the Lions for some reason, but I, I'm still gonna go with the Broncos here. I the Broncos defense has looked has been quite good. Um, I just still don't trust, you know, rookie QBs. Yeah, I mean, they're both playing rookie quarterbacks. 
I, I just think Drew Locke is better and the Broncos defense is better. So I'm going with the Broncos as well um, mm-hmm. in this game. All right, Raiders versus Chargers, Mike, 4 o'clock. Who do you have? Yeah, I have the uh, I have the Chargers here. The Raiders are they're full on like immolating themselves at this point. Like four <laughs> losses in a row, they are in trouble. Um, Josh Jacobs is really de- dealing with like a tough injury. Um, yeah, I mean honestly, I, I can't even say it's a bad season for the Raiders because this is kind of where we expected them to be. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I, just I, think I, I like the Chargers too. Yeah, I, I just think in the middle of the season they adjusted their expectations because they're like, oh, look at where we're sitting at right now. And then we've kind of expected them to be like 500-ish. So mm-hmm. wasn't a surprise. So I'm I'm going – hmm. I would tell – I think I'm going to go Raiders here, actually. It's just like – I like Chargers haven't been good. This might be – is Phillip Rivers coming back next year? Like, is that a thing? He's, I, I I probably wouldn't bring him back. I would look uh, quite hard in this. Honestly, the QB, QB class is not too bad. Yeah. Maybe go for a younger version or something. So I'm I'm mm-hmm. curious to see what happens there because um, he's kind of struggled a little bit. Mm-hmm. All right, Mike, four, another 4 o'clock game for you, Cardinals versus Seahawks. Pretty easy slam dunk, Seahawks at home. Yeah, I, I think we both agree on this one. Yep, I got the Seahawks at home here. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. We thought earlier in the season the Cardinals were frisky, but now it's just kind of like, all right, rookie quarterback. I got the That's Seahawks a, here. It, it's a tough division. I actually don't think that the Cardinals are that bad. They probably would have done a lot better in some other um, NFC East, they would have done better. NFC East, oh, yeah. they would have probably been better as well. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that they're that much worse than like a team like a team like the Bills, to be honest. Mm, interesting. All right, Mike. Cowboys versus Eagles. This is probably gonna decide the NFC East. Are we just yeah, going think, you're Cowboys, I'm Eagles, right? I think, yeah, right? I mean I, I like I like the Cowboys, <laughs> to be honest. Um, I do like the Cowboys here as well, but I needed my pride won't let me choose the Cowboys. Yeah, I just think that if if they're able to get that production, Tony Pollard and um, I mean Amari was really quiet, right? But he could really burn the, he could burn the Eagles secondary extremely easily. Um, and Michael Gallup didn't show anything either. It was actually a lot of the secondary guys for for the Cowboys, mm-hmm. which surprised me. Like Tavon Austin looked pretty decent for them. Um, yeah, and. And yeah, the defense looked great. Like Sean Lee played mm-hmm. really well. They're able to get some pressure on the quarterback. Like the Cowboys, if they're able to play against how they played the Rams, like I mean, they'd probably be like a ten and sixteen, but you know, they still might want to fire Jason Garrett at the end of all this. Yeah. It's yeah, and he'll I think he might get fired if they like and we, this is all with, like, the caveat of, like, us not understanding the relationship between him and Jerry Jones because he's been able to keep this job forever regardless of his record in previous seasons. So I have no idea what's going on there. Um, but, yeah, I, it's possible he gets fired at the end of this year if they don't make the playoffs. If they lose this game, I think that Jerry Jones might just rage 
fire him on the spot, like right after. <laughs> really the interesting. That would be interesting. I I think he would absolutely freak out if they lost this game, <laughs> especially given how good they looked last week. It would just be like, may as well have just lost that game last week. Yeah, I I was just thinking about this scenario, and I don't know what the implications would be. But could you imagine if this game ended up in a tie? <laughs> no, I can't. I, yeah. I really can't. My head, my head would explode. I have no idea what would happen then. But it would then I'm not gonna lie. I would trust the Cowboys to win their final game, but I don't think I would trust the Eagles to beat the. Uh, I believe they're playing the Giants, right? Mm-hmm. I could see them losing that game. <laughs> yeah, I could. It's. It's a possibility. Saquon goes off. Last Eli Manning potential home game. Um, if they wanted to do that kind of thing, like Slayton Shepherd's back. Um, I think Evan Ingram will be might be you know, back. Play. He might, might be back. Like you're right. That that uh, uh, secondary would be in trouble. Yep, that's true. So. All right, Mike. You got uh, two more games. We got the Sunday night game: Chiefs Bears. Uh, who do you have here? Yeah, so Chiefs Bears. I like the Chiefs here. I do too. I like the Chiefs here. I think they've kind of found a rhythm a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I just looked at some of their stats too. Like defensively, they've actually haven't given up that many points. Um, mm-hmm. Kind of going against what I said earlier in the podcast, but um, yeah, they've looked pretty decent, albeit against some mediocre teams to enhance some of their defensive stats but yeah I kind of like the Chiefs and there's a lot of like stuff coming out of Chicago with Trubisky that is not great for them um yeah and probably gives a lot of Chicago fans a lot of like horror especially when they could have had Mahomes in that that's that's kind of incredible like if the Bears had Mahomes right now Right, and that defense was actually pretty motivated. Interesting you, what if. Yeah. So, I don't want to say that the Chiefs, like Mahomes, is like a system quarterback at all, right? But I do think that, like, the the Chiefs have designed, like, have designed an offense kind of suited, like, extremely well suited for Mahomes' skill set, like, incredible athleticism and speed, right? <laughs> People just running just straight lines. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, no, he – I'm not sure he would be as effective on the Bears, but I think the Bears – like, any team could use a Patrick Holmes, of course. But, um, yes, if you just replaced Trubisky with Mahomes, then, damn, I would be extremely terrified to play the Bears. But, um, yeah, it would be interesting. I just think, like – like, it's an interesting idea that you bring up, not him necessarily being a system quarterback, but they've designed, like, a really perfect offense around him. And Andy Which Reed's makes sense, the, yeah. Yeah, Andy Reid's one of the best offensive minds in the league. Um, yeah, Matt Nagy was, is an Andy Reid disciple, so it's yep. possible, like, he would have kind of done similar ideas and offensive schemes as Andy Reid um, in that situation. But, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. here. yeah. Yeah, I, I don't think the Bears had the personnel to like utilize Mahomes' skill set, but um, yeah, I, I do like the Chiefs here too. All right, Mike. Last game of the week, Monday night game, 
Packers at the Vikings, probably to decide the NFC North. Who do you have? Wow. Yeah, when you put it that way, like I, you got to feel good if you're a Vikings. Um, people are not kind of, you know, really thinking about you right now. And I, I hmm. might be without Dalvin Cook, possibly. That that's the thing. Like if if they had Dalvin Cook, I would feel pretty comfortable taking the Vikings here. But because, huh? Okay. Yeah, because they don't have Jalvin Cook here, I I am a little, I I am quite worried. And uh, is Matisson, Mattinson? <laughs> Your pronunciations. I believe it's Madison, but um, you might want to check me on that. Yeah, so I, I'm seeing that he's out as well. Uh huh. So now, right? So it's possible that they. Oh no, Amir Abdullah. He's going to fumble might, it. He's going to fumble might, it like twice. Yeah, they might be. I mean, their their third string guy, Mike Boone, who I literally have no idea who he is, ended up having 13 carries for 56 yards and two touchdowns against the, the Chargers this weekend. So it's a possibility that he ends up stepping in, having a decent day um, for the Vikings. But I don't know. I who who do you have in this game? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take the Vikings here. Uh, Ooh, okay. Yeah, so I'll, I'll take thing. the Vikings here. I'll take the Vikings here. I I saw Adam Thielen's back. I'm putting a lot of trust in you, Kirk Cousins. That's basically it at the end of the day. Like I am kind of counting on Kirk Cousins right. to be able to get a win. Um, yeah, I take the, Vi- the Vikings. The, yeah. Six and zero at home. Nope, that's surprising. Like not surprising. It's just like, oh wow, that's a big stack. Yeah. Well, yeah, the Vikings have always historically played extremely well at home, mm-hmm. uh, and they're especially their defense. And it's not like they had, you know, they didn't have like any crazy teams coming in there. To be very honest, um, mm-hmm. actually, no, no hard teams coming in there. But uh, I, I think it, it kind of counts for something. I'm going to go with Vikings. Good defense. Right. Good quarterback play with Kirk Cousins. I got the Packers here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. I don't but Yep. Yeah. I mean, I I displayed all of the reasons earlier on in their playoff uh, conversation where, like, I was questioning some of Rodgers' abilities. So, I definitely understand it, but I think i just go Rodgers here over, over Kirk. Yeah, right. I don't. I, I don't blame you, to be honest. And uh, <laughs> when you put it that way, to immediate was that an immediate regret of your pick right there? <laughs> that, not, that was not the immediate. that I was sensing. I had to think about the defenses again, and I really do trust the Vikings' defense. No, true. No, c- completely agree with that. Um, it's six differentials this week, so that'll be interesting to kind of witness mm-hmm. This weekend, but Mike, obviously, I think a lot of people have been waiting for the end of the podcast to listen to our fantasy seasons and how they have ended up going. So, Mike, give us the update. Are you in the finals? No, unfortunately not. So, um, I surprisingly won my first round playoffs game. Um, yeah, but 
But even with some heroic efforts from Miles Sanders this week, unfortunately was not able to get the W. I needed 30 from uh, Marlon Mack, Marlovius, marvelous Mack, and uh, he gave me he gave me not even two points. So nope. um, got an, an unfortunate result for for my team, but really kind of. You know, made some savvy moves on the waiver wires and good lineup decisions late at the end of the season. And honestly, for a team that drafted David Johnson and Juju Smith-Schuster to make the playoffs and even win that first game, it's not. I'm not unhappy with that result. Impressive, honestly. You know, I got Darren Waller traded for you know Cortland Sutton, um, DK Metcalf, and uh, you know Miles Sanders off the waiver. So. My team is a waiver warriors, and it is kind of surprising that was even able to uh, to get where I was at. So not a not unhappy with the finish, to be very honest. Kind of all gravy after the point where Juju and um, you know David Johnson kind of screwed me at the very beginning. Yeah, totally can understand that. So Mike, turning over to me, I made both finals in both of my leagues. Um, wow. Yeah. So this week um, in my standard scoring league ended up putting up 127 points and I pretty much needed every bit of 127 points because the opponent ended up scoring 121. Um, I had Christian McCaffrey end up going off. Julio Jones went off. Um, mm, Devontae that Parker, touchdown saved you at the end then. Yeah, he did. Devontae Parker ended up going off. Um, I actually didn't start a tight end this week because I had Jack Doyle and I didn't want it, want him to risk having like two fumbles and, and me losing the, the matchup. So I ended up actually sitting in. Um, so I didn't have a tight end this week and I ended up still scoring 127 points. So that was a positive. Um, so I'm guaranteed some type of money um, coming in. So I'm at least happy with that. Um, also, in my other league that I co-own, um, Half Point PPR made it to the finals, ended up winning our first-round game, didn't have a bye, ended up winning our first-round game last week um, with Car- Carson Wentz dragging us in overtime with those touchdown passes to Zacherts. We needed the touchdown pass to end up to win that game. Um so that was a that was a positive uh for Carson Wentz. And this week we ended up having putting up one hundred nine points in half point PPR, which is not that much actually, but the other team kind of fell apart and only ended up having ninety point five. Um and we Christian McCaffrey again in that in that league and George Kittle ended up showing up um in that league. And the team, so I was basically sitting there tonight. The other team ended up having Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback and pretty much needed, I think needed like 20 points um, to win, which is conceivable for a quarterback to score 20 points. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just didn't look like the Colts ended up having it this uh, this week. So ended up in sweet victory and made it to the finals. Uh the person I co-owned the team with, shout out to Andrew Kim, first time ever playing fantasy football. So glad to join, uh, bring him to the ship. Um, 
or to the championship game and hopefully the championship next week. So it'll be really mm-hmm. nice if we were able to pull out the double victory this week. Um, so Mike, yeah, that's my update. So wish me luck. Yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm feeling good. I mean, it's really impressive that you're able to get both of your teams to the final. So maybe there is some, uh, skill involved to fantasy. Yeah. Just, uh, just give me a call for your, uh, for next year. Uh, just let me know. No. Yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think I would need help with the draft, to be honest. Which player won't get hurt? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I can read into the future and do all those things as well. So, uh, definitely mm-hmm. give you advice. Uh, with the two potential fantasy championships, my right might go up. So, uh might want to hire me, hire me now and lock me down. So, Mike, mm-hmm. thanks for joining me this week on the podcast really interesting stuff as we're getting closer and closer to the playoffs uh can't wait um it's going to be really exciting um it just it just seems like a lot of teams are bunched up and there isn't really a clear-cut favorite maybe the ravens are inching their way um a little bit forward in terms of solidifying themselves as the number one team but there's also a ton of other teams in the mix i i I could probably say there's like eight teams that have a shot at winning the the championship so um or the super bowl so mike thanks again for joining me and might have you live next week right uh for week uh for week 16 recap uh for um christmas so michael coming back on the east coast so we can have a live podcast so thanks again mike um for coming on yeah of course and uh yeah super excited for this week and uh happy holidays everyone i hope you hear this message and i hope it makes you smile don't worry about me baby because i swear that i'll be fine i got a girl with a mind on love the kind of love that is dangerous it knocks me down but i get back up and i'm addicted i can't get enough